You're listening to the 221st episode of the Stuttering School podcast. I am your host, Daniele Rossi. You can call me Danny. I stuttered all my life and now I won't shut up <laughs> recording all these episodes about being open about your stuttering and letting your stuttering out and reaping the benefits of stuttering with confidence and um, you know having a bit of a sense of humor about it. I'm recording this episode in my hometown Toronto, Canada on a nice spring evening with my windows open so you may hear some birds chirping in the background, the sounds of cars and even my telephone ringing so uh, sorry about that. <laughs> on this episode though however I won't be talking about stuttering. In honor of the upcoming 2018 inaugural Joint World Congress of the International Stuttering Association, International Fluency Association, and the International Cluttering Association, alongside, so there's more, <laughs> the local host organization of the Japanese Society of Stuttering and Other Fluency Disorders. Oh boy, that was a mouthful for anyone to say. <laughs> Well, taking place in, in, in Hiroshima, Japan in July, you'll be learning along with me all about cluttering. I am Sister Carol Mary Nolan. I am a Carmelite sister for the aged and infirm, and I live in Massachusetts. I am a person who clutters. Uh, my name is Charlie Adams. I am a clinical assistant professor at the University of South Carolina in the Department of Communication and Sciences and Disorders. This is a graduate training program for uh, speech language pathologists. And um, I specialize in fluency disorders. And I, today I'm uh, representing the International Cluttering Association. I'm the current chair. And we're going to be talking about some exciting things about cluttering. And my first question, because I really don't know, what is cluttering? Who wants to be the first first one to educate me? <laughs> Do, well, I, I tell you, um, Sister Carol, would you mind if I just sort of read a quick definition off of our website, and then you can sort of give us your perspective? Uh, yeah, yes, that sounds good to me. Okay, great. Um, and our, this is the website for the International Cluttering Association. And... When we finish this, I want to talk a little bit about defining cluttering, um, but I'll, st I'll start with this. Uh, cluttering is a communication disorder that affects one's ability to convey messages to others in a clear and or concise manner. Individuals with cluttered speech often report that their listeners have difficulty understanding them and attribute this to factors such as their rate of speech, the clarity of their speech and or the organization or relevance of their message. What do you think about that, Sister Carol? Does that sound about right? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, it, yes, it does. Great. So the reason I wanted to um, talk about defining cluttering, um, people have been stuttering cluttering for a long time. Um, in fact, uh, People in Europe started stuttering, uh, st started studying cluttering. 
I thought, uh, wait, what? <laughs> um, before uh, folks over here in North America did. Um, however, uh, defining it has been a little bit elusive. And in fact, um, uh, one of the keynote addresses this summer at the Joint World Congress on Fluency Disorders, which I hope we get to talk about later. We will, we will. Um, it's going to be on um, uh, a new way to think about clutter. I'll just throw out that little teaser. Hmm. <laughs> now, Sounds interesting. Now, um, what was it like for you, Sister Carol, to grow up cluttering? And I guess I can probably start off that question with, with a part one. I know that while I was busy setting up before recording, Charlie had asked you, at what age did you, I think you said, that did you realize you were cluttering? Which I thought was a very specific question. I guess I'm not used to hearing things like, when did you realize you were stuttering? It was more like, um, at what age did you start stuttering? But, uh, well, so, yeah. My, my parents knew that I had a speech problem at around the age of four. I went to a speech therapist here in my hometown. Then going like about 18 years or when I was a senior in high school, I sorry, speech therapist. But however, uh, I just want to go backwards a few years to age 10. My father had died by, by that point, and my mother wanted to know why I didn't talk. So she went to the Boston Children's Hospital, and we, it, she, it, we had an evaluation of my speech there. And it was there that my speech disorder was defined as being in the language area of um, speech. So that, that was around like 1964, about like 54 years ago. Then at age 18, I saw a speech therapist here in Lexington, Massachusetts, just before I was going to school. Then I once again saw him in the 1990s, and that's when I, uh, th that's when he first told me uh, about cluttering. So I knew uh, when I was a child, I think I kind of denied that I had a speech problem because it didn't seem to me um, that 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 I was having problems speaking. Uh, my mother says that I denied it. Then, then, um, so that's about it. I've got some more symptoms uh, of cluttering, if you like, Daniele. Sure. Okay, so again, off the, web, the website, um, uh, Often experienced by people who clutter, um, symptoms include racing thoughts, oh. um, rapid and or irregular speech rate, um, sometimes leaving off the ends of words, 
Um, sometimes uh, sounds or syllables get omitted or dis distorted or even swapped. Um, sometimes words sound like they're sort of running into or running over each other. Um, stopping and starting and revising your message. Um, lots of ums and ahs. That's uh, me. <laughs> um, again, trouble with organizing thoughts, getting to the point. Um, that, that, that's where I have problems, organizing my thoughts uh -huh. and, and speaking them. So Th then I also have problems retrieving words. So I can say, I went to the pause store. And instead of saying I went to the store, I just, it, 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 you say the first part of a sentence and then you don't know what you you don't know what um, what you what you were going to say, and then finally you say, you say store. So, um, what you might find interesting also on the stuttering is cool podcast is that a lot of things which we know are part of cluttering sound a little bit like stuttering. Yeah, and um, along those lines, uh, stuttering is excuse me, cluttering is commonly misdiagnosed as stuttering. And just to confuse matters a little bit more, it's not too uncommon for someone to both flutter and stutter. In fact, um, I have two confessions here. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, one, I was actually thinking in my head, you know, Sister Carol sounds like she's stuttering. <laughs> and then the second one, when you were talking about, Charlie, um, you know, the racing thoughts or uh what was the other one yeah like like right now like i tend to forget what i'm saying how do i know that maybe i'm stuttering and cluttering i just never got diagnosed with cluttering or is this just me getting older and <laughs> you know uh like how do i know because i because i wonder if what i'm doing unintentionally of course is the equivalent of what you know fluent people tell me oh everybody stutters i stumble my words sometimes Right. Um, how do how do I know, like or is that part of the whole mystery of both well, communication disorders? That's certainly I, I would say yes, that's part of the mystery a little bit. Um, and uh, it isn't uncommon for us to be work with someone for a, working with someone for a while who stutters and discover that well, they're not just stuttering, maybe they're cluttering too. Ah. Um, now there's some important differences between stuttering and cluttering. Um, one is that I think one of the more important ones, and this may sounds like this is true, at least especially early on for Sister Carol, is that people who clutter don't really perceive a problem sometimes, mm -hmm. oh. which, um, and as you said, um, you didn't think that you had a speech problem when you were young. Is that correct? Uh, correct. Um, so um, another... I think very important difference is that, again, if we're talking about pure stuttering versus pure cluttering, um, because they don't think there's a problem, they don't seek help. Yeah. And when you don't seek help, uh, it's harder for us to get some good statistics on cluttering. So we really don't have a very good idea of what percentage of the population clutters. We do know that about one percentage of the population stutters, but we don't know how common cluttering is because often people who clutter don't get help. And I clutter. suppose, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. 
No, 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 no. I'll go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, the the one thing that is frustrating about cluttering, and Sister Carol, tell me if this is true for you. Often people ask you to repeat yourself. No. 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 People, people don't ask me. Uh, it was simply because um, when, when people ask me questions, I tell them that it takes me longer to formulate a response. And so uh, the people around me know that. So they listen carefully to me like the first time and they don't ask me to re repeat myself. Well, uh, but, but however, um, I, I know that I have like a soft voice. So if they can't hear me, they, that's when they, that's when they ask me to repeat myself because they can't hear. But, but I'm living in a um, community uh, which is older, like the sisters are from, um, like in their 60s, ranging up to their uh, 80s. So, so they have uh, problems hearing anyway. So, so, so it's kind of fun uh, communicating with them. <laughs> That's neat. Well, at at some point, uh, Daniela, yeah. I will be very excited to talk about um, what's happening in July this summer. Yeah. But, um, this is your show, so you tell me <laughs> what we're going to talk about. With My co-host. <laughs> I could um, actually uh, be, before we get, get to that, I wanted to ask, um, going back to how you were saying, um, you know, it's hard to, to gauge how many, what percentage of the world's population clutters. I would safely assume it also impacts research the ability to conduct research? Yes, it does. Um, there are a lot of people who've done a lot of really great work in the field of cluttering, um, but we're, it, it's still, we're still having a tough time nailing it down um, because mm. we, you know, pretty much around the planet, people know about stuttering. Everybody's familiar with stuttering. We're still, we're still getting that word out about cluttering to all the corners of the world. And um, so we've got a long way to go in terms of, of educating the world about cluttering and then finding those people who clutter so that they can um, understand what's going on. I, true story, two weeks ago, um, I evaluated an adult um, who was having trouble with job interviews and um, didn't know what was going on. and. He's a terrific example of cluttering. He's um, mm. uh, pure cluttering. And so, um, and he's, you know, in his 30s. So never had speech therapy in his life. Oh, Didn't know um, what was going on. So I think he's a little relieved to have a diagnosis. And we're just starting to work with him. How do you, how do you treat cluttering? I mean, I'm assuming since there's a World Congress research Safety assuming there is no cure, just like stuttering? That's correct. That's correct. Mm. Um, cluttering is something that you manage, and um, Sister Carol seems to manage it very well. I think one of the things that we work on a lot early on is, is awareness. Um, people who clutter probably are aware that something, you know, it, 
isn't working very well, but they aren't quite sure what that is. And so um, specific symptoms, um, uh, awareness of uh, their listeners' reactions. Um, now, this is another important difference with stuttering. People who stutter tend to really tune in on the reactions of others sometimes. People who clutter are kind of the opposite of that. They, they really? don't worry so much about that. Yeah, isn't Man, that I envy you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, but wow. again, part of that, part of, of working with people who clutter is to make them aware not only of what they're doing, but of uh, those reactions of others and making sure they're understanding and following along um, and looking for those cues that maybe they're a little lost, you know. That, um, oh, wow. Squint, something like that. So, uh, Sister Carol, how what what advice would you give to listeners on how they should talk to someone who how they should talk to someone who clutters? I'm assuming again, I'm assuming a lot in this episode. It's probably the same as stuttering, but I was wondering: is there any? You know, here is here is the microphone for for you to tell. Well, five of my listeners, I don't know how many listeners I have. Um, people are around the world, you know. Um, you know, uh, what would you like them to know about um, how they should react to someone who clutters or interact? I, well, I, I think it's important for them to know that it takes you a little longer to respond to questions. And then another thing is talk normally to the person who clutters and, and then let them take their time to respond to you because it does take a while to um, re respond to what is going on. Hmm. So, so, so it's important, you know, it's important just to talk normally to the person who clutters and if you and if the and if you see that they're having problems you can help them out how's that perfect <laughs> is there any advice you give to children who clutter i mean even though i'm learning maybe they may not even know that there is an issue to begin with maybe there's no advice <laughs> or to the parents well, of, uh, well yeah. it, it's called well, well i i I think it's important. To, well, well, it's kind of like talk as much as you can, mm. it, it, because that gives you that gives you experience in interacting with people, and it gives you confidence in interacting with with people. Because in my case, it's kind of like when I was in like the first or second grade. I do not talk, do not talk very much, and so one day I said something, and one of the girls said, "Oh, I didn't think you talked. <laughs> Take too kindly that that I was able to talk." Mm. So that that's that's kind of like all I remember. Oh wow! Did you not talk because you were too scared to talk, or you were just someone that just didn't want to talk? <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I think I was someone who just didn't want to talk. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that I was naturally very quiet. Ah. And I think to this day I'm quiet, I think simply because 
um, it, 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 when I'm interacting with community, for example, at the dinner table, they, there they are talking. And what happens is maybe, maybe they're talking about like the World Series. And I want to add something about the Red Sox. But then I find it difficult to jump, jump to j just jump in, uh, and sometimes it feels that I can't get in a word edgewise. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but but I think that I've learned to be able to um, like interrupt the person who is talking, and and usually they stop. Sounds a lot like the stuttering experience. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> have, have you met other people who cluttered or clutters? Clutter? No. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the one time that, that I met people who, no, well, actually, I, I have not met a person who cluttered. But however, mm -hmm. um, when the ASHA convention was in Boston, I went into the oh. cluttering um, meeting. And I think it was one of the earliest meetings of the International Cluttering Association. And so I met Ken St. Louis. And um, he said that I talked a little bit like Helene. I think she's she is in Norway, I think, or, or somewhere like that. So, um, but however, I do know of a um, seminarian who clutters, and he is going to be ordained next Saturday. So oh, I yes. hope to meet him pretty soon because I was the one who. who who they called because the Archdiocese of Boston thought that he had a cluttering problem. And so I referred him to my, um, I, well, I, I gave them the Archdiocese of Boston the name of my speech therapist. So the seminarian went in to see the speech therapist and he is doing very well. I talked I talked to my speech therapist uh, like yesterday. I called to tell him that I was going to be on this podcast. <laughs> All right. he, 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 yes, so he, he was excited and so he told me that the seminarian was making great progress. Nice. And that's a perfect segue into Charlie's e eagerly anticipated topic. Ooh, take it away, Charlie. <laughs> well, and I, I do want to talk about that, but I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I want to min, uh, piggyback onto something that Sister Carol said a while ago. You were um, asking about advice maybe for kids who clutter or maybe parents of kids. Yeah. So um, if there are parents out there, listening to this, wondering if maybe their child clutters, the first thing I would suggest you do is to go to the International Cluttering Association website, which um, maybe we could put a link on your webpage. Sure. Yep. We'll do. And um, 
and read up about there's lots of good information on there and hopefully that will make you uh, decide maybe maybe it is cluttering and maybe it is not um, if you do suspect cluttering i would look for a therapist who specializes in stuttering because most uh, clinicians who are have lots of expertise with stuttering also will know how to recognize cluttering and how to work with that so that's my quick advice for that and i have one more I think great analogy for cluttering. I'm a big fan mm -hmm. of analogies. And Sister Carol, you tell me if you think this is a good one. Um, I just recently read this one. So you can think of cluttering as maybe um, driving your car around New York City, except that your car is a Formula One race car. Oh. So you've got to navigate these streets uh, with a, a very powerful machine that's not designed to work on busy streets like that. And so you're just moving in fits and starts. And um, maybe I would also add to that, maybe also your GPS isn't working and you don't know your way around the city very well. So that's maybe part of the thought organization aspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yes, because sometimes, like when I'm in a, when I'm in a situation, and I don't know what's going on. That's when I feel awkward and anxious about the whole situation. So it's kind of like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. All right. So it, with your permission, I would love to talk about um, the Joint World Congress on Fluency Disorders. Sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> Just ah! joking. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> go ahead oh, okay well I mean, the first thing i'm trying to do is to uh look for the dates and that's really embarrassing july 13th july 13th that's to friday something <laughs> i don't know i was planning to, to go to the 17th it's the yes. last day so it's a four-day congress it's friday to monday um, it's going to be taking place in Hiroshima, Japan, and this wow. is this has never happened before. We have the International Fluency Association. They have a World Congress every three years, and so they are the real driving force behind this event. We also have the International Stuttering Association, and we in the ICA are very excited that the International Cluttering Association is also taking part so those are three international organizations but we also have two national organizations in japan and this is the japan society for stuttering and other fluency disorders and the other one is the hang on it's coming up next on the website here the japan stuttering genyukai organization so that's two national organizations and three international organizations. And I want to talk about the title for the organization. And it's One World, Many Voices, Science and Community. And we spent a lot of time working on that. And because, because we wanted to really try to capture um, everyone who would be welcome at this event. Um, so that's going to include, obviously, people who stutter, people who clutter, 
Um, people who work with people who stutter or clutter, and that would be speech therapists, speech language pathologists, clinicians, um, and also people who do research in fluency disorders. Um, and that's, that's a good chunk too. And of course, if you're gonna bring people who stutter and clutter, any family and friends would also be very welcome at this event. So we are super excited and I've got some also some statistics for you. Let me see here. Um, yes, in total there are 230 presentations. Now that's Whoa. <laughs> 130 of those are posters. And then there's, wow. there are another 100 oral presentations. Wow. So of those 100 presentations, 12 are exclusively uh, related to stuttering. Um, I mean, excuse me, to cluttering. Hmm. Um, most are related to stuttering. Um, 26 of the oral presentations will be available in Japanese. Those will be either um, simultaneously interpreted um, or some will actually be presented in Japanese and there'll be English handouts available, or in some cases it'll be translated back into English in real time. Oh, wow. So currently we have presenters from 26 different countries. And so far we have delegates signed up from 31 different countries. Wow. And we would like a lot more countries wow. to join us, but we're already very <laughs> excited about that turnout. Pretty That's good. my phone ringing. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, well. It'll ring two more times and it'll stop. But um, there you go. I was wrong. Anyway, anyway, back to the episode. Um, where can people go to get more information about this Congress? And is Great it too question. late to sign up? I hope, I hope not well. too late. In fact, as of we, May the what's today the sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. May sixteenth. Now as we've got coming. another couple of weeks left. May thirty first is the deadline for early bird registration. Ah, oops. Get that in. There are uh, some bursaries out there for um, uh, available to people. Uh, there's information on the website about that. Um, the cost. Um, which I am not immediately looking at, but I remember uh, it translated to about $280 US, which is an incredibly low price for what you're going to get for all of this. Um, and that's thanks to a lot of great and generous sponsors, uh, a lot of sponsor information on our website as well. Um, if it's okay, also, maybe we could put the link to that. Up. We will. I mean, I will. It's already written in my notes. <laughs> already the easiest way to do that. So um, so we're very excited about that. Um, really quickly, I would like to talk about the five keynote addresses that are going to take place. Sure. And I'm going to start with um, the one that I'm least looking forward to. And the reason I'm least looking forward to it is because... Ouch. <laughs> oh, oh, because you're the one giving... Because I'm nervous about it. Ah. This is, uh, I'm excited too, but I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> so um, this is... It's going to be... Primarily, it's going to feature um, Dr. Florence Myers. And she is an expert uh, in cluttering. And she's going to be unveiling 
uh, a new conceptualization of cluttering. Um, this came about from some research that Dr. Suzanne Cook and I did, um, which confirmed our suspicions, which is that a lot of people don't know what cluttering is. Maybe they have an idea, but they may not be able to recognize it. And they also may not know what to do with it. Even people who've had coursework and training in that still don't really know it when they see it. So um, we, we wanted a more comprehensive, a more uh, functional definition. So um, Dr. Myers headed up a, a committee working on that. And this keynote presentation is going to be the result of that committee's work. It's the three-pronged approach to the conceptualization of cluttering. So that's one of the five keynote addresses. We also have Dr. Bruce Wampold. Dr. Wampold is going to be speaking on, oops, I just lost it. He will be speaking on uh, the social bases of healing. Um, and that's going to be terrific. I'm really excited about that. Um, another keynote is going to be Dr. Koichi Mori from Japan, who's going to be speaking about the cognitive behavioral therapy in group settings with adults who stutter. Um, we have another keynote address um, by a couple of names I think you'll, that will sound familiar to you, Daniele, and that's uh, Annie Bradbury and Mitchell Trishan. Yep. They're going to be talking about nurturing partnerships and cooperation in the stuttering and cluttering world. And you know also that that's two great people to be talking about that. And uh, excuse me, those are the four keynote addresses, not five, we have four. Okay, perfect, because we have two minutes and 48 seconds left. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop there. Please, everybody come, this is gonna be fabulous. Please check out the website, join us in Hiroshima. Uh, final question. And this is for sister for sister Carol. Is there a patron saint for people who clutter? <laughs> no, I wish there was. Yeah. However, I was listening to a program on Catholic TV. It's here in Boston, and the priest mentioned Saint Charles Borromeo stuttered. Really? So I, I said, I didn't know that. Ah. So I tried looking it up on Google, but I didn't find a thing about hmm. St. Charles Baromeo stuttering. But if he actually did stutter, he would be a good patron saint. Yeah. I know there's a Swiss uh, monk from way back, St. Notger the Balbrus or something like that. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, it looks like we have less than a minute, so I'm just going to thank you all for coming on. And that's it. Thank you. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> it was a pleasure. A big warm thank you to Sister Carol Mary Nolan and Dr. Charlie Adams for coming on to my show and spreading some awareness about cluttering. It's a, fa it's a, fascinating, it's a fascinating phenomenon. As we've said throughout the episode, all the links mentioned on this episode will be placed on the show notes for this episode. Just look for episode 221 at stutteringschool.com and you'll find them. 
And this episode has been brought to you by the Stuttering is Cool book, something that I wrote myself with comics and my stories and my tips on how to deal with stuttering effectively and letting your stutter out and overcoming that fear of speaking situations. Imagine the freedom of, I mean, not necessarily not caring what others think, but just, you know, the sting is a little less. The fear is a little less. You just tell people, hey, I just happen to stutter. Just like uh, Sister Carol said that she would just tell people, hey, sometimes it takes me a while to, you know, get my words out. Just, just, just like us. And there's nothing wrong with uh, that. So this book will give you the boost, some confidence boost, some self-esteem boost. Even though stuttering is not caused by low self-esteem or or a low sense of self-confidence, on the contrary. And also give you some laughter as well, because there's there are comics that I uh, drew. And details on how to get your, your hands on a nice copy at stutteringiscool.com. And I also have some awareness buttons you can also wear and spread some more stirring awareness cheer <laughs> until then well may our stuttering and cluttering always be with confidence ciao